I'll do the intro this week, if that's alright. Whatever you want. Woo! Looks like a glass of piss. Oh, it's basically a glass of piss. I found it in your house about 20 years ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've just at Been saving it for this. <laughs> do you remember that? I think that's a good place to start. Do you remember when you were younger and I would come round your house and there'd be this mug full of piss on the top of your thing? Uh, where you kept all your mugs. Do you remember that? On my windowsill. Yeah, on the windowsill. And and you would wee into a glass. This is at your house in Herne Bay. This is probably not going to go in. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> that? And 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 also that you would have a glass of piss by the sink every now and again. Remember that? I would just piss straight in the sink. Why would I piss in a glass? That's a good point. Oh, that was my house. That was Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Jim. Forget that. Welcome to Different Times Podcast. I'm one of the hosts, and my name is not Daniel Sargent. That chap's next to me. Sorry, he's called Danny Different. That's uh, that's the podcasting rules. Dan, what's your name? Danny Different, we established that. And you are Paul Podcast. <laughs> that's right. That's my name, Paul Podcast. I was a bit slack this week. I'm very sorry. So Daniel has sent me over a ton of stuff to listen to. I sent him two bits. And they were the best bits. You're talking about Jack White, yeah? Do you want to talk about Jack White before anything else? Because I only listened to it 16 minutes ago on the way here. And I listened to it for the whole 16 minutes. Okay. Which Ooh. means I got through each song twice. Yes. So my first impression yeah. is this is horrible and it's a fucking mess. Right. Why, why are you even bothering Jack White? And I don't think Jack White recorded it like that. I think some producer just got their hands on it and went, oh, look what I've done. And he went, is that what the kid's like these days? And the producer went, yeah, yeah, defo, mate, Jack White. Let's put it out. And then I listened to the B-side, which yeah. I really fucking loved. Oh, no way! I can almost like remember the song in my head. You're taking me back now. It's quite good. Almost. Uh, and then I listened to the A side again, and I thought, oh, that's not so bad actually. It's a bit like try hard maybe. And then just as I pulled up, I got to the end of the second side again, which I really liked. Okay, well, I, I'm I'm very happy with that because you're not just like going no, that shit. And I'm glad about that because I know that when I sent it to you, your was like your opinion was like, please don't do that to me. Why are you doing that to me? It was only one song, and then I saw there was a B-side. That was good. So, my thoughts on this single. It's called Taking Me Back, and I think it's sort of like him wanting to get back to the White Stripes sound a little bit, but the drumming is too um, too drummery for Meg, so it, it sounds too right. It doesn't sound loose enough to be Meg. i tell you what. Really annoyed me about the drums, and it was only a little thing. The bass drum sounds really boomy, like it's a, although it sounds programmed, it still sounds really boomy and flat, muddy as fuck. Yeah, it's weird. rubbish. Uh, what I don't understand is how come that is so muddy, the drumming side of things, and then his vocals and that sort of um, messed up guitar that he's got that's just fuzzed to fuckery. Uh, and, and then he does do that sort of messed up fuzz to fuckery stuff on stage. So he's obviously got a very special pedal that can do that to his guitar. But I just wonder why that is so crystal clear and so booming and in your face. 
and then the rest of the song is like in the background and muddy. Like you say, it is produced so weird. Don't I don't think I like it because of that production. Yes, yeah, overproduced, overthought, stupid. What, did you not like the B-side? I love the violin. It reminds me of... Do you remember the Wu-Tang Clan album that we used to yeah. listen to? The violin on that that's just sort of by itself piercing through. Yeah, those little samples that they would inject mm. into... Yeah, all right. I've only, I'll be honest, I've only heard the B-side once because I've been rinsing that A-side. Because I, I actually really like the song because it reminds me of the White Stripes so much. It's just I wish Meg was on it instead of whatever the fuck was going on there. I'd like to hear it stripped back just to a rock song without any of the weirdness. But that's just me. All right, Jack, I think Jack White tipped. Single done. Can we move on? Let's talk about Jack White. I don't know anything about him. Okay. In that case... We're going to follow Daniel's instructions for this episode, so whenever you're ready, Dan, what do you want to talk about? Did you know a heavy metal legend, like one of the pioneers, the creators of heavy metal, was going to be playing in our hometown of Margate? Um, I'm going to guess Thurston Moore. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to be playing our Uh, house? Steve Harris from Iron Maiden with his band British Lion, who are, let's be honest, a bit naff. But they were going to be playing, we're uh, supporting, funnily enough, The Darkness. Who else? I wouldn't mind seeing. The from... Darkness are playing Margate. Yeah. But British Lion have pulled out saying something about, I can't even remember what the word was that they used, but then they didn't really explain. Oh, because of protocols. Okay. <laughs> well, protocols are important. Are they? I guess so. Are they, is it like COVID related? Like Justin... Hawkins or whatever his name had wanted to go into their dressing room and roll about on the floor and they were like no no no. it all depends did Steve Harris's awful British Lion people did they pull out or were they asked to leave pulled out so that would mean I reckon they're not being treated with a lot of respect just as a just as a guess I would say that maybe you know some of their rider requirements might have been like well don't be stupid you're not having that and then um Maybe, maybe. Do you think they wanted an actual lion there? <laughs> I can't see why they wouldn't want a lion. Um, but they demanded a British lion for the rider. And they were like, well, all lions are from like Africa and Zimbabwe and stuff. You, you know, it take, they, takes they a lot. get British ones. But do, do you know what? Um, I am going to say that I'm on the darkness's side with this one. Because... If you're going to pull out because some protocol hasn't been, like, met, like, what could... What's the worst protocol? So maybe maybe COVID would be the worst thing if, like, they're... they're no, but that wouldn't be. I can't even think of a scenario unless the darkness are touring with COVID <laughs> and say, we you have to get COVID from us in order to play. That would be cruel and unusual. Um, but good news, just before I left earlier, I was reading the internet and British Lion are playing the Booking Hall in Dover instead. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> That's good, good booking. 
They're also <laughs> playing. Do you know that place um, our friend Julian puts on his yeah. sarcoma fest? Leo's Red Lion, is it? They're not playing there. They're playing there. They're fucking not playing there. They're playing loads of like low-level venues that bands like we were in would play. I can't bloody believe it. Steve Han- Steve Harris is going to play the Red Lion. Yeah. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Brilliant. Did you, uh, I love it. In other Iron Maiden news, did you see about that uh, headmistress in America who posted a picture of her and her husband being Iron Maiden fans? Uh, and then she put up a thing saying Eddie 666 in a little love heart. And all the parents of this school in America started having an outrage and wanted her fired. Eden High School. Okay, there might be several Eden High Schools. Can you narrow that down a bit? It's the one with the satanic headmaster. Got it. Yeah, that one. Yeah, but then all the kids went, no, we ain't having this. And they made their own petition and got back at their parents for being such Christians. (laughs) Well, yeah, well, that all depends. If it's in the Bible Belt and things... Things can go skewiff quite quickly, but if you're looking at like California and places like that, I mean, uh, to be honest, writing six 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 isn't very clever for a headmaster to do. Mistress, I would say master. You can be a master and a woman these days. So, okay, <laughs> that's that's some six 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 news. Any more Iron Maiden news? Seen? I don't want to talk about Iron Maiden, but there's been two news stories with Iron Maiden. Uh, no, that's it. Can I tell you an Iron Maiden story? Yeah. I have um, got in touch with Derek Riggs. Mm-hmm. Derek Riggs. The man who does Eddie? Yeah, well, the man that invented Eddie. Fucking hell. Uh, and he's messaged me back, so it's, it's tentative, tentative steps. But, um, yeah, hoping to be doing something with him in the future. Can't say what. Awesome. You should get him to do an Eddie of us. I don't know if he'll turn us into Eddie, mm. but... He uh, he's available for commissions, but he's expensive. Didn't at one point he got sick of doing Eddie and uh, said he wouldn't do one. Was that why? Was it? What's the one where it's got like a plasticine Eddie on the front cover? X Factor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a digital. No, no. Oh, what's that horrible digital one? The Dance of Death. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, I don't know. He's nothing to do with that though. He didn't get involved later on down the line. Funny enough, the other day on the internet, it was like, oh, here's an article of all the different Eddies, like going back right from the start. Mm-hmm. And it didn't have them all on there. It was a shit article. There was probably 70, and there's way more than that. Yeah, of course there is. Every year when they do a tour, there's more than 70. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Well, that's the, that's the news. So I'll tell you about that later. I can't tell these people, but I'll tell you about it. It's good. All right, um... Yeah, you can see Derek Riggs at conventions and stuff. He does do loads of Iron Maiden stuff now, so he'll sign your posters and things like that. And Yeah, seems like a really nice guy. Uh, fucking music. Any music you're throwing my way? Well, Tom Morello. Right, okay, Tom Morello. What band has he been in? Any good bands? Rage Against the Washing Machine. Cypress Hill he was in. Was he? No. He had Cypress Hill person playing guitar and they were called something like the battle of los angeles but not that you're thinking of chuck d chuck d was also in it tom morello band don't be shouting at me and in your wasn't he in audio slave as well he was in audio slave and you're thinking of prophets of rage why didn't you say that when i said it instead of making me almost get there because it takes a little while to get information from one side of my brain out of my mouth. 
So Prophets of Rage. I was at a festival once and they were about to come on and I decided to go home. That's my story of Prophets of Rage. <laughs> Pretty good. So what did you think of his solo album? I, I wrote some notes and I'm, I don't know what you're going to think, but this is my notes. Okay, The majority of this is utterly embarrassing. What? Some of these riffs are pathetic. Hold the Line featuring Grandson is so dated... I cringed. I thought it was... I put second-hand Velvet Revolver riffs, but he wasn't in that. That was Slash. That's all right. You can still put that. He was in, um, what was it, Audio Slave. Yeah, so it was second-hand Audio Slave riffs with celebrity mates, just like a Do It For Fun album. Are these his mates, though? Does he, does he, he hang out with, with Grandad? Yeah, and Bruce Springsteen. They all get in a jacuzzi together regularly and smoke cigars. I can, oh no, I can see him hanging out with Bruce Springsteen for instance, but I can't hang, see him hanging out like with like the the up-and-coming latest drum and bass type outfits that are on there. Yeah, you're right, this album was shit. I thought so. Yeah, it's some of it's all right, like I quite liked Highway to Hell in a way sort of thing, but it's never going to be anyone's favourite album, is it, let's face it. No, and I, I can't see him liking it. Like, these are <laughs> riffs that I could write and would bring to a band practice and be laughed at. Like, why are you doing that? Like, some of these riffs are so poor, and if it wasn't for the injection of sort of that modern touch from whoever he's, is guesting or whoever's remixing it, then, I mean, it would be really bad. It would be the worst thing he's ever put his name name to. Uh, as it is, it's still Evil Empire. But, what? but I'm kidding! That was a joke! God, uh, <laughs> so yeah okay so we've got Jack White okay and we've got Tom Morello no okay I've just read on your thing what you've said about Mastodon and I've written on mine I don't want to talk about Mastodon until we've heard it all and I okay. think it's because I'm afraid that I might agree with you yes but I don't want to judge it off the three songs that we've got so far oh we've got three songs yeah oh alright I've only listened to the very latest single and my, I, as I, as you've just read, I put sort of adult sounding and a bit boring. But do you like Emperor of Sand, the previous one? Um, not as much as I preferred the one before it. So Emperor of Sand was good. It had a few good songs on it. But I remember you thinking it was probably the best thing that's yeah. ever come out at the time. I was all in on that one. Yeah. As you should be. So yeah, I'm going to end it there. We'll talk about it when it's fully heard. Okay. It's like 15 songs. It's about two days long. But you've already heard three of them. Yeah, so there's another... That's 12. 12, left. yeah. Wow. Okay. Talk to me about Cherubs. First of all, why did you send me Cherubs? Why did you pick it? I just wanted you to listen to something called Solo Blow for Friends and Sexy. Okay, I'm well glad. <laughs> I'm glad you did. I sort of went for this, A, because it was on Relapse, and the title looked like it belonged to some sort of mumble rap record. Yeah. So I yeah. thought, this might be interesting, and it really fucking was. Okay. 
it well, it, it was interesting. My, I was very disappointed with it. Really? Yeah. Uh, you I just didn't get it. I oh, clearly I didn't get it right. So I listened. This is what I've listened to most because I just thought I'm wrong about this. Okay. So I listened to the whole album as a one-off. Uh, so all the way way through. And I really didn't like it. I, in fact, I wrote here, I fucking hate this. And then I tried again, and I just turned it off. So I've come back to it recently. Uh, I had another listen. It's really bludgeoning. It, uh, for me, it's unexciting. And for the majority, I found it really boring. Uh, but uh, I'm going to mention Thurston Moore again here. So It's mad that you say that, because I thought Sonic Youth straight away. Yeah, well, this there's a track on it, and it's called Little Barley Pieces. And I felt it was like the worst Sonic Youth single that they've ever recorded. And Thurston Moore is actually having a stroke whilst playing it. And then they've released it and then someone's played it and they've slowed it down to 33 RPM instead of 45. That's where I think it is. If you'd bothered to read the track listing all the way through, (laughs) you'd have noticed that the first five songs and the second five songs have all got the same title but the second set of five have all got skewed or screwed next to it in brackets and what it is it's actually only five songs and it sounds like exactly what you've said for the second side they've just slowed it down to 33 that makes so much sense and yet it doesn't it's a ridiculous thing to do so yeah you can either choose like a sludgy slowed down doomy sort of side do not recommend that I like that bit. That's the, I thought that was better than the first half. That's interesting because yeah, there was a the first yeah. All right, so the first few songs I didn't know it was the first side, but the first few songs they were they had this sort of rough and ready sort of less well produced Jesus Lizard type of feel. Yeah, like I don't know anything about Cherubs except except they're on Relapse. So, but I've, I know I've heard the name. I've not I've heard that name, but I just didn't look into it unfortunately. But it does make sense because those songs, like when I was, especially when I was listening to it on random most recently, like that song, that little barley pieces, oh, it was horrible. But it did have brackets next to it, so maybe that is the fucked up version. (laughs) Makes sense. I'll take that back, Cherub. That's a good idea. reminded me of a time many years ago at the Camden Underworld. Do you remember a band called Yeast? Yeah, I loved Yeast. I had uh, their 7-inch, and I did that. I played it by accident on 33 RPM, and I was like, oh, this is good. This has got some <laughs> deep grooves to it. Uh, and I bumped into the singer of Yeast, and I was chatting away to him. I said, oh, whenever I put your 7-inch on, on, I always listen to it on the wrong speed, and it sounds really good. He looks so like, this guy's an idiot. And also disappointed at the same time. Well, you would be. <laughs> He's put all that time and effort into that seven inch, and then you. What well, to be honest? No, that does work sometimes. Like yeah, when I to be honest, I don't even know the last time I listened to a seven inch for a start. Uh, um, I, if I put anything on, it's going to be an album. But I've got one of those turntables that's really difficult to put onto. A, a different speed because you've got to turn the whole take the plinth off oh, and you've really? got to adjust the, the elastic band thing underneath so yeah that's a bit annoying uh, 
So yeah, every now and again, if I put a seven inch on, it will always go on initially at the wrong speed. And it never sounds bad, except for cherubs, which sounded awful. <laughs> but yeah, bloody hell. Yeast. Recommend yeast so far out of all this. If I can find some yeast, I'll play it now. Did I find it or not? Who knows? <laughs> you found it. Oh, go on. What do you want to do next? Old favourite, Zilanada. Right, okay. My thoughts, first of all. I only listened to one song off this. But I listened to that one song a lot. Hated it to begin with. And then the most recent listen, it was called Gotterdammerung. Gotterdammerung? Yeah, that's one of the later on songs in the album. Uh, I think the, it's an EP that I've got. So maybe it's not an album. Is it an album? Yeah. So what I've got is called Gotterdammerung. No, this is what I wanted you to listen to was the new album called Zealanada. <laughs> Okay, so I listened to the one song, uh, Got a Dameron. But it is on the album, that. Let's uh, just get I'm the old. I'm glad about that, because otherwise we'd be in right trouble. Uh, but anyway, this this one, I thought initially it can just do one, didn't like it. Um, but there is this bit in the verse when it goes back in, so I don't really like his def, uh, death metal, black metal, more like gargling singing voice. And a load of people do love that. When he does that, they love that. But underneath that is this like really up-tempo and it really drives forward. It's got this forward momentum about it, this riff. And I think, oh, God, I haven't heard anything like that for a while where it's just pushing everything forward and just makes you want to move. Um, yeah, very fast dog walking when that, that song came on. Uh, <laughs> so what's the album like? I haven't got all of it yet, but what I've heard is fucking incredible. Like, you know I loved the first one with yeah. the Chain Gang, and then it sort of went downhill from there, and that live album, no one wanted that. But this is like return to form, like found his own voice rather than being a gimmick sort of thing for me now. Good. And his voice in some of the songs, his death, you say you don't like his death metal thing, he's got more of an actual metal scream. I'm trying to think of someone to compare it to, but I can't really. But it is fucking blistering. Really, really good. There's little bits like... There's a song called Bow, which I'll play a bit of. And it still goes back to that sort of... The intonation of his voice has still got that sort of chain gang, like, banging, thudding yeah. along sort of vibe to it. But he's not just singing, like, the, the catchphrases anymore. He's actually singing a proper verse rather than something like... the. You know.
I, I, there was a big juxtaposition between his two voices though. His singy voice is so singy, so clean. There's yeah, some really nice, I can't even do an ooh. Sorry, what the hell was that? That's me trying to do an ooh, but my, wow. <laughs> my vocal cords are too. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's a big difference. And, and I've, I guess that, that could stop your enjoyment because sometimes like I, I will listen to a band like Marduk or I tell you actually I tell you who he does sound a bit like when he does the black metal stuff that early Burzum stuff like it does sound like that. it's been a while since I've listened to Burzum but yeah like very reminiscent of that so it feels very genuine it doesn't feel like like someone trying to ape something else because like it is raw and it is really well done and he does it in a way where you could do it every night so he's singing that sort of screeched gargle annoyance properly it's really weird as a vocalist i can i can tell like he's taken that breath just at that right time to to do that where it's not going to cause him any damage good well well vocalized <laughs> i don't know what else to say but yeah, I've heard one song so far, so I will give that album a listen when it comes out properly. Uh, it must be only a couple of weeks away if you've already got like half of it yeah. ready. Okay, what's it called? Is it a self-titled album? Yeah, Zealanada, Zealanada. All right. Have you seen him live yet? Yeah, I saw them at Drownload Festival a few years ago okay. with my brother. And my brother weirdly loved them as well. Did they do Devil Is Fine and all that stuff? Yeah. And did that sound as good as when we first heard it? And oh, mate, it? it was awesome. In fact, if you go back to our podcast from four years ago, you can probably hear it or hear me talking about it. I think, I don't know what's worse. Can we talk about, oh, no, actually, I'm going to save the best till last. So let's just talk about, like, I sent you Power Glove. Now, it's Power Glove I was looking up because I love Power Glove. Is Power, Power Glove the band? No, so the the main so this, I could only find one song this is featuring Power Glove so someone featuring Power Glove who's the main Blood Sport Blood no Blood Jink Blood Junk uh, got it right here Tokyo Rose the song is called Blood Sport right right and it's featuring Power Glove now when I first got into Synthwave Power Glove was like one of my ins so I would listen to Ghost, uh, G-O-S-T. Uh, I've called him Ghost, but I know Daniel gets very upset if I do that. Uh, and then also Power Glove, and there was a couple of others. But I saw, I was looking at, right, what am I going to listen to? I'm going to put Power Glove on. And then this came up. So this is a new single. It's a one-off, Tokyo Rose, featuring Power Glove. It's called Bloodsport. Uh, if you could play a little bit here...
I love that. I don't like it's when it kicks in. It's got such a fucking groove to it. It's so cool. Like if I was an anti-hero in a film and I just like made the big realization that I'm actually a cunt and I need to go off and save the day. This is what I'd be listening to in the car, like going through a tunnel in the dark, and it's probably like a convertible, so my hair's all blowing in the wind. Of course it would be. There's a gun on the seat next to me. That well, I guess that's what synthwave is sort of meant to represent is that sort of feel like the going to do some crazy event in an 80s action stroke genre flick so maybe i don't know and i i'm not that keen on tokyo rose i listened to a couple of other things and i wasn't that keen but yeah keep an eye out for the new power glove when it comes out i'm just so happy that power glove's still doing stuff so what I'm going to do for the rest of different times until I get bored of doing it, I'm going to present one synthwave thing, whether it's an album, single, whatever, each episode and see if you like it. Because some of it I think you'll freaking love and some of it I think you'll just want to bin straight away. Can we call it Synthwave Corner? <laughs> if we don't call it Synthwave Corner, there is a problem. We used to have another corner. What was that corner? Was it Thrash Corner? Oh, yeah, it might have been. I think it was. So if that's Thrash Corner, are we going to put Synthwave like directly opposite over there or adjacent to it here? Uh, adjacent. Yeah. And we shouldn't get rid of Thrash Corner. So there we go. That's the rule. Right, okay. Saving the best till last. You ready for the best? We're not talking about Kiss, actually. So let's talk about... Ghost. Hardcore Anal Hydrogen. But they've changed their name to Ha. Huh. <laughs> I can't be honest with you. I was driving along in the car, like listening to this for the first time, thinking, oh, this is fucking good. But it really reminds me of something else. And it was only hardcore anal hydrogen that I could think of. Yeah. And it was only when I messaged you and you told me, I was like, I'm such a dickhead. But the main difference I get between this, and we talked for quite a lot about the old one, is this is still completely bonkers, heavy as fuck, jazzy, off the wall. Maffy, whatever you want to say, all the same things about what we said about it before. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just more comforting, more soft isn't the right word, but the tones of the guitars and the instruments, they're not quite as harsh. It doesn't like make your head twist on its side and go, 100%. There, there, is, there is nothing wrong with what they previously did, but it was so abrasive. It was so in your face and there was so much vocals on that last record where it was uh, I wouldn't say it's too much because I really enjoy the too much of it all but yeah jarring it really was it's, this is a record that's come out a few months back now so I've only just discovered it though they're right first of all they're from Monaco which I thought was in France it's a principality of its own isn't it yeah it's weird isn't it so I just found that out yesterday so it's not part of France, but it is part of France. Mm. All right, okay. A They're... bit like Gibraltar and Spain. It's like the same thing. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. That's um, for your... Uh, uh, Geog Geography Geog podcast we'll yeah. do later. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that one after this. Uh, it's called Cremera Monstrosa. Sound good? Mm. Okay, right. So it was really exciting for me when I found they had a new record out. I've contacted them as well because I want to have a chat with these people too. Um <laughs> I just can't stop listening to this. And my main difference, I think, here... So you've mentioned that it's like a far more comforting listen, uh, and I totally agree, but I reckon there is a lot less of the screamy power violence vocals 
and there's far more of that square pusher. Yeah, one of the songs, uh, Sax something. What was it? I think you had it written down. Sax Crusher. That is amazing. It's almost like Square Pusher was in the room with him, telling him which buttons to press. Yeah, and considering Square Pusher doesn't do that Square Pusher thing that me and you really love anymore, this is as close as you're going to get to it. And it's not like, oh, it's almost as good. When they do it, it's as good. Uh, and they add a bunch of fucking real heavy metal to it on top of it all. I... Already am calling this is my favourite thing I've heard so far this year, except... That thing from last week. Turnstile, mate. Oh, Turnstile. Come on, Turnstile. We've got tickets. That's going to be our first gig together in fucking years. Yeah. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, we've got to find a way out of it. No, let's just do this one. (laughs) So, yeah, okay. So, Hardcore Anal Hydrogen, but you won't find them under that anymore. It's capital H, capital A, capital H. I'm going to mention a song... Failure in progress. Because I'm mentioning this because it is the fastest thing that I think I've ever heard. I don't think I've heard anything as fast as that. Can I play a bit? Play a bit of that. They still somehow employed some great melodies in that. So, yeah. Could Arc- you think when the vocals get going in one of the songs, it sounds really like that London ska punk band, King Prawn? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they do, yeah. So this is another thing with these vocals. They'll lay them down and then they'll take them back to their home studio or whatever it is that, that they work in in Monaco. And they chop all these vocals up to bits and like it's never just cleanly done there's nothing that you would expect that should be happening in a song happening here it's mental so yeah um 
you're quite right. So one of these songs, they do chop up. And if you know King Prawn, you'll know exactly what me and Dan are talking about there, where they just, they sort of do it in this real scatty, fast, scary type. Almost a yap, isn't it? It's like just a bizarre. Dog. Uh, when I first saw it, I saw the front cover. I thought, this is doom. Like, this is going to be stoner doom, psychedelic. And then put it on. And that first riff, so simple. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is going to go heavy in a second. Yeah, it's gone heavy. And then it's just like, starts playing like backwards guitar sounds. And it's like, hang on. Yeah. This is a bit mental. This is all right. And then it just goes on from there. It's fucking excellent and insane. I absolutely love it. So, if you had a choice, both were free, both were local. So, not much bother for your front either way. And you could go and see Turnstile or you could go and see HAH. <sighs> I think it would be amazing to see HAH pull this off live. I just want to see how they do it. Yeah, I I think I agree. I think the, the better record is still the Turnstile record, but this just seems like absolutely mad. And there was only two of them on that last record, and I think there's four or five now. So there's a proper band together, and they are playing a few festivals. So, yeah, keep an eye out. HAH. I think that's everything... Well, we had this week, isn't That's it? That's covered, mate. We've done that. Not as funny today. We should be funnier next time. Say something funny. No. No. No, I've got nothing. Okay, Luke. Well, let's call it a day then. Yeah, thanks for listening. Please come back. Two weeks. Look, we've done this two weeks on a trot again. Yeah, but I haven't edited it yet, so this could be like a month away. Okay. All right. In that case, I no, I'm going to leave this in. I think this one will come out. Saturday, I'm gonna I'm gonna name it right now. This is gonna come out on Saturday the fifth of November. It'll be out well before that. You're making me look shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks thanks for having us. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.